I'm Sarah Trott, and welcome to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm a new mama, and this podcast is all about postpartum care for the first few months following birth, the time period also known as the fourth trimester. My postpartum doula, Esther Gallagher, is my co-host. She's a mother, grandmother, perinatal educator, birth and postpartum care provider. Fourth trimester care, our topic, is about the practical, emotional, and social support parents and baby require. And importantly, it helps set the tone for the continuing journey of parenting. Hi, it's Esther, back on the fourth trimester podcast, um, saying hi to our, our listeners. We have uh, a wonderful guest today. Deandra and Stephanie, who are the mother-daughter duo. Yes. Uh, of, and they call themselves Bear With Me duo. Mm-hmm. They're uh, mother and daughter doulas. And mm-hmm. we're going to let them talk more about themselves in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to remind our listeners uh, to that they you can go to our Facebook page. We have fourthtrimesterpodcast.com, an online site where not only can you learn more about the podcast, but you can subscribe and find our Patreon page if you'd like to do some sponsorship of our page. Um, uh, I guess I mentioned Facebook. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we're happy to be here. And um, I've been... Very excited ever since Deandra said she would love to come on the podcast. And it was just a matter of making sure that everybody was free on the same dates. Mm-hmm. And we found our date and here we are. Yeah. And super happy. So um, I'm basically just going to ask you each mm-hmm. to maybe give us the story of what brought you to being the doula you are? Yeah. And of course, the fun part of the story for me is how the two of you decide <laughs> to do this together. I've always had, you know, an erstwhile fantasy that my daughter would join me in my work, but she's not biting. She's not biting. She's got her own thing going. Awesome. So, um, awesome. so yeah, what, Deandra, why don't you start and yeah. Uh, yeah. give us the story? Yeah, no, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Esther, for having us on. Um, so maybe just a little bit of background about, about bear with me, um, uh, with the pretty long tagline of a mother and daughter, um, doula duo as, as who we are. Um, both of us, natives of San Francisco, um, specifically um, residents of the Bayview Hunters Point community, um, which we're completely proud of 94124 residents. Um, and no, thanks. Both of us have been trained. Uh, we chose to do our training through Cornerstone Doula Training, um, which Cornerstone Doula Training Services, actually, they are a mother and daughter team also we're just carrying it on (laughs) so so we're carrying it on which is a little bit of the attraction of wanting to to train with them um so really uh i started out um wanting to be a doula um many 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 years ago not having a clue as to what a doula was Mm -hmm. um what i knew um when i was a young a young person actually in high school that I wanted to be an OBGYN. 
or more specifically, I wanted to deliver babies. Yeah. Um, didn't really know that was OBGYN either. I was just in high school. I just wanted to be that person on the other end of a baby <laughs> coming out of a, of a body. And I didn't know how to get there and what it took. Um, had a great family, but was discouraged um, along the way um, with things like, um, do you know how much that costs? It's really hard to be a doctor. Are you sure you like science? So after, as a young person hearing those kinds of comments, I thought, well, I guess I'm not meant to be this person. Yeah. And I took another path. Um, fast forward many, many years later, I'm sitting in a totally unrelated training. I'm also an educator. I'm a teacher. And sitting in a teacher training, um, the person facilitating said to me, um, said to our group, hey, tell us what you want to do. What's, what, what do you all want to do? What was your, what's your goal in life? You know, And I kind of sheepishly raised my hand and said, you know, if I had my wish, I would, I would deliver babies. Um, well, why don't you do it? I said, too old, I have kids, yada, yada, yada. Um, she then said, well, then why don't you be a doula? I had no idea what that was. And um, began researching and looking things up. And still, many years later, I um, decided to go for it. So that's my background story. And here, how you are. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. So yeah. that's my background story, how I became a doula. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. We have a similar story, Deandra. I was in high school. They were asking me, what are you going to do in college? I said, I don't know about college, but... I want to work with mothers and children. Yes. And they said, oh, you want to be OBGYN? I said, mm. no. no. <laughs> but I'd never heard the word midwife or doula exactly. either. Yeah. So exactly. all these years later, there you are. finally figured it out. Yeah. yeah. That's great. What about you, Stephanie? Um, you know, as a kid... We actually found this like homework assignment that I did where I wrote down on a piece of paper that it said I wanted to own a store for babies. Oh, and we yeah, just recently we found just that. recently found this piece of paper and something happens from the minute you're a kid up until present day where sometimes things get lost in translation or you experience things that kind of move you away from that the innocence of knowing what you want to do as a kid. And it wasn't until the latter years of college for me where I was in a health communication class where I realized some of the injustices around um, health communication that people of color, specifically myself as a Black woman, that we face and not understanding the rights we have in medical settings because we don't understand the medical terms, which means we don't ask questions just because we don't know. Mm -hmm. And that sparked a lot of interest for me. And you me. feel vulnerable. You feel vulnerable. And here you are on the other side, the person without the white coat. So that must mean that I don't know, right? I don't know what to ask. So I remember having a connection to that. And shortly after finishing college and getting my degree in communications, then I became a mother and I was pregnant. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, I've taken these courses I want my experience as a pregnant woman and as a laboring and birthing mother to look different than what I've learned and what I've studied. And so I was always attached to that, not knowing that I would later become a doula, but just knowing there's something there and there's an advocacy piece that I felt connected to within myself. So uh, I labored and birthed my daughter and my mom was my doula. 
and maybe that's where it kind after, of rude. After huh? she had me interview, I did. Let's I just did. be clear. I, I know, had to interview I, for the it job. It didn't feel like it to me. It didn't feel like an interview. It was an interview. It was an interview. It, it was. An interview. It was. Um, and after having my experience and birthing my daughter at the San Francisco Birth Center and birthing her unmedicated, I felt a sense of empowerment, and I took everything that I've learned. Everything that my mom knows as a doula and shaped my experience. And shortly after, um, I actually began working with my mom, just assisting her and helping her because she was a doula without me at that time. And I started getting attached. I started getting attached to her work and to her clients. And I realized, wait a minute. That advocacy piece that I'm feeling, my birth experience, I am meant to help shape and mold those experiences for other expecting parents. And it was in the, in those moments of helping my mom that I realized I'm meant to be a doula. And my midwives saw it when they would come over for my postpartum visits. And I stayed connected to my midwives at the birth center. And it was this natural relationship and my mom says she always knew that I would get to this moment and to this place. And she's like, I just, I wanted to wait for you to see it. And I saw it on my own. And then it just made sense. Like we're supposed to, we're supposed to work together. And um, we've been working together ever since then. But then we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so since when? Is that, yeah. Last. Oh, May, almost a year now. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. Yeah, it'll yeah, be a year in a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's been a year. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we made it through the fourth yeah, trimester. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, it'll be a year now. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is fantastic. And if, if I could comment, mm -hmm. Stephanie mentioning um, advocacy and and finding your place in, in this work of, of advocating or... Um, for folks and, and social justice work, you know, the, it, it. I've learned over the years that that can look very different for different people. Mm -hmm. um, I was just sharing with someone that I really, truly believe, especially after reading, you know, the really popular report that the Centers of Disease Control put out in last couple of years ago with 2016, I think the numbers came out. Reading the disparities of of that are there for for women, specifically Black women and low income mm -hmm. Black women, yes. around high mortality rates of babies and misinformation and failed attempts at which should be pretty easy and, and healthy births, mm -hmm. um, it came clear to me that this work as a birth worker was also the place where I needed to do my work around helping others. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, we're super lucky and, 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 and that we get to work with some amazing families, some amazing and, and outstanding um, birthing persons and mamas, but we're also being really strategic and targeted, to be honest, yeah. about making sure that we are in the in our community and we are trying to spread this word about um, what doulas are out. We're out here, labor, delivery, and postpartum, which I know we're going to get a chance to talk about yeah. the huge value of postpartum doula work. Sure. And also being able to just purely educate families and birthing persons around their choices yes. and, and, 
and we've dived really deep into our own history, our family history, which I can pass on with Stephanie talk a little bit about how um, how rooted our own family history is in this work yeah. called birth work. Yes. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've come to realize that the work we do is partially meant to bridge like this generational gap mm-hmm. through maternal health because there are generations, a generation between the two of us and then now two between mom, you and my daughter, Zuri. Mm-hmm. And we realized that there's a deeper connection. And as we were forming our business and leaning on family members and friends to shape our business and define it, we actually had a family member of ours it from, from Texas because our family roots are in Texas and in mm-hmm. the South actually say to us, well, you do know that we have family members that were midwives <laughs> in the town in which my mom's family grew up in. And we were like, we had this moment, this clarifying, this deep moment mm-hmm. of this was not by accident. Mm-hmm. These are our ancestors guiding us to this place, to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And we haven't looked back since. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We have not looked back since. If anything, it fuels us and it gives us energy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're passionate mm-hmm. about being birth workers even more now mm-hmm. after having learned that information. But it was my great great aunt, mm-hmm. your great aunt, mm-hmm. that actually delivered all of the babies in the town mm-hmm. in Nacogdoches, Texas. Mm-hmm. And no matter. No matter white, black, mm-hmm. everything in between, yeah. she was the midwife. She was the, the midwife. Right on. She yeah. was the person you called when you were. She was. Mm-hmm. She was. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about being on call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, exactly. No, right. That's <laughs> really on call. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. But it, like I said, it fuels us. It gives us the energy we need to continue to be committed to the work mm-hmm. uh, just because it's running through us. It's mm-hmm. running through our blood. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise now that we're here, but we love sharing that story. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It is. Well, and you know, what's also interesting to me in those, these stories, mm-hmm. this story is how, you know, had you not connected backwards with your family, you yes. might be two gals living in San Francisco Never knowing never that you know. have this honorable through line, you know, yeah. this auntie no doubt learned it from an auntie yeah, or a grandmother, yeah, or right? Absolutely. So, this may go back centuries to Africa, yeah, right? exactly, like, yes. to yes. as yes. far back as anybody could go. Yes. Like, we don't know, we yeah. don't know, but I do feel like it's, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful moment to connect up with, you know. Mm-hmm. I do this, I'm passionate about this, mm-hmm. and, you know, what brought me here that I don't even know about, don't even see. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that, that little break that happens oh, yes. is fascinating. It's fascinating. You know? I think in that in that space, that, that break, um, that space that you're calling a, a break, um, happened to our family, but it happens to... To so many families also, and 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 what I, what I'm thinking about is in particular when we work with a client um, in the family, we're we're noticing, and probably a lot like yourself, Esther, too. You're noticing 
Um, you're sitting there talking with the, with the person who's preparing for birth, and then we have these conversations naturally about family. Mm-hmm. What what's you know kind of who's your support going to be in postpartum? Um, you know, mom, we're always very sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know as we as we're learning, but what is, is there a mom? Is there a grandma? Is there auntie? And what I know we're learning is is how how that break has actually a pretty clear date, year, and time in our American history mm-hmm. when the work of doulas was um, started and largely when 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 birthing became uh, a man's job and birthing became, and be really specific, a white man's job mm-hmm. as the doctor. Mm-hmm. Or just the barber surgeon. The barber surgeon, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and he it had was, the tools. He so had he the, the tools, job. so he mm-hmm. did the job. And that birth workers were, over time, um, thought were, were said to be, you know, you're taking your baby's life and, mm-hmm. and you're putting it at risk. And mm-hmm. don't, oh my gosh, they're not trained. And so really, again, this taking away of this really powerful support that women were giving women um it happened in our family, but it has happened in many, 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 many families across across the across the country, across the, the bay, right here in San Francisco. Yeah, across all of Europe during all of Europe across during the exactly. Inquisition years. You know, I mean, yeah. Exactly. All of those things taken away. So, you know, with Stephanie and I and, and with you know, with Bear With Me, um that is always at the core of our work is is we see one where we're we're working with families to educate them, but we're also reconnecting. We're reconnecting mm-hmm. um something that was broken mm-hmm. and we're re and hopefully reconnecting so that we can get back on this wonderful path yeah. that of doula work mm-hmm. and midwifery work. Midwifery yes. work and women empowering work mm-hmm. each other's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice. I love that. Thank you. Well, I know um, you talked very briefly about um, uh, your work prenatally and helping families connect mm-hmm. to their their history and yes. their power and things of that nature. Um, in the interest of time, mm-hmm. sadly, I hate the interest of time. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather there not be time. But mm-hmm. here we are. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about um, then, of course, how you work with your families mm-hmm. in the postpartum period, which we've acknowledged is so critical um, mm-hmm. in the U.S. It mm-hmm. just there's nothing that really, unless doulas are doing it, exists that's mm. care mm-hmm. in the fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want to start by sharing a little something and then, and then pass, tap Tag. you in, tap <laughs> you in, tag team you in, uh, my doula, duo buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was act, talking with my son um, this morning and he, and He's <laughs> because of our work. He's now um, a, a bear with me midwife, midwife doula advocate himself. Oh, yes, yes. So any chance he gets, he's talking about he doula is, work. And is. and his opening line has now been, "Do you know what a doula is?" Yeah. Like just straight out, he yeah. just asks people, "Hi, hi, do you know, do you know what, what a doula is?" is? Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, and I wanted to mention that because really briefly because I think it speaks to and he was he shared with me a conversation he was having with a work colleague and his he his, he had to just really break it down so clearly for this person of what specifically postpartum why the postpartum work was important mm-hmm. it was like he was his explanation about the labor and delivery work we do. Um, seemed People like she got that, but, yeah, right? right? But the postpartum work, and 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 he was, and he had to break it down for her in such a way that essentially boiled down to this: um, the fact that in having a doula in postpartum allows you to have someone in your home to work with you to answer questions to provide a hands-on support mm-hmm. to to guide your the the early days of your newborn baby being in your family in your life in such a gentle and loving way that you would not get without a doula support and i'm just standing here going this is my 25 year old son yes. who is just yes. eloquently breaking down our yeah. work yes. okay so when i wanted to do this podcast uh-huh. i said I've been doing this work for, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, 40 years, really. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and I've watched the culture from the birth of my daughter mm-hmm. through to now. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen much change, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, on, know. A, on a... You're right. On a cultural, social mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's going to take mm-hmm. for culture change to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that story tells me culture change is happening. Yes. When a 25-year-old guy can tell his neighbor, like, here's what you don't know. About Here's why you need to know it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Here's what could be really different Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. in your lifetime Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. change the generations to come. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That is exactly what I'm shooting for. That's That's it. Oh, great. Like when, when people ask me, well, That's who it. should listen to your podcast? I'm like, everybody. Everybody. Everyone. Everybody. <laughs> it is. And everybody. I, I think for me, I made a very conscious decision to involve family members in my experience, even in my postpartum experience, for these reasons right here. The shift, yes, happens within the birthing person, but it also happens within everyone around you because mm-hmm. if the people that support you can benefit from your labor and your birth and your postpartum experience. The hope is that it shifts their thinking so that then for the next generation or for the next baby to come, whether it's their own or whether it's a friend, they can influence the thinking around where birth happens, how Mm -hmm. it happens, and to who it happens. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that's where the value is in having yeah family members, but also having men in your Mm -hmm. family as well Mm -hmm. and in your support, support system understanding what that can look like. Yes. Um, the men in my life were very instrumental in my postpartum experience. Mm-hmm. In my postpartum experience in my fourth trimester was also shaped by my midwives as well, mm-hmm. cluing me in on the good pieces of information, making sure that I carried out my vision for birthing so that way when postpartum showed up, I knew like, okay, I want to 
encapsulate my placenta because that may help me feel just a little bit better. Good things to eat. Good things to eat. Mm -hmm. And even just my midwives coming and showing up in my home Mm -hmm. and examining me in a place that I felt comfortable rather than me having to be so vulnerable after just birthing a baby and then walking into a different setting. Get in a car. Are you kidding? Just get in, just getting in the car, right? Drive That's a challenge. Get out of the car. Yes. With your butt hurting. Yes. Hurting. And possibly and your, your newborn baby yeah. in tow. It's a lot. Yes. It's a lot. Too much. Yes. It's clearly it too, is. Much. too much. It is. The fact that we do it, just, yes. right? Like, yes. It's not doing ourselves any favors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just mm-hmm. saw an article that said, oh, you know, We've been failing women in the postpartum mm-hmm. period. We're going to offer them more visits. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yeah. Not if you're asking her mm-hmm. to go to your office. Yes, that's not it. To be yes. that's cared for. No, no, you're asking her to drive in a car right. in an altered state right. with a baby who might be hungry. Yes. Show up in an office, yes. sit and wait for you, yes. and then be examined. Right. Absolutely. That's right. not care. That's no. not care. I mean, care. I, I, not to, well, I tend to be harsh about these things, but. Passion. I, 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 passion thank you. Yeah. Thank you, darling. Yes. About it. Like, you don't know what you don't know if you're mm-hmm. thinking that just by offering people mm-hmm. the opportunity to come to you. Absolutely. Right, you're doing them a favor. Right. You are not. Mm-hmm. No, because yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, postpartum care, as as we see it, is looks looks like this. Mama staying in bed. Mm-hmm. And that was when Stephanie, when you speaks on what mm-hmm. does her care look like, yeah. that's what it looked like. That's what it looks like for our clients we work with. Staying in bed. Mm-hmm. Having food prepared for you. Mm-hmm. Not having to think about. Not even having to order on an app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having it prepared in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like helping getting in and out of a, a bath mm-hmm. so that, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you know, the healing process is, 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 gets the optimal ability to heal and, and get repaired so that we can continue to move forward. Yeah. It's sh- being able to have someone care for your baby so you can mm-hmm. shower mm-hmm. Or, or get into that bath. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just recently working, doing, um, working with a client postpartum care and, and it was just really interesting how they couldn't believe that all I wanted them to do, and this was a night a night shift, mm-hmm. was to just sleep. Mm-hmm. They're like, "That's it? We're just <laughs> supposed to sleep? No, 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 that can't be it. Let, let, let me look it up to see what you're really supposed to be doing." I said, "Trust. Yeah, that's what Sweet. I'm supposed to be doing." Yeah. As well as, of course, a nice little list of extra things I can do that to support you yeah. but while you while sleep. you sleep. Right. Yeah, um, if your baby's sleeping. Yes, yes. Guess what? You, you get to sleep, sleep too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, you're absolutely you're, you're you know absolutely right, Esther. We've got to uh, I think as we're shifting and and as we said reconnecting these generations of information and, and support and help. I think in that reconnection, we've got to we've got to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is teaching. Mm-hmm. What really does postpartum care look like? Yes. And what are you? entitled yes, to have yes. in that care. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And Not coming to for more appointments that you have to get outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Having yeah. having skillful, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. compassionate people come mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And I think that's what to me that we're 
doula in general and specifically postpartum care absolutely really represents right absolutely right i uh you know and i'm sitting with you two here and i think if ever there's a way for women to connect across socioeconomic Mm, yes Yes. this might be it yes right like if you aren't going to ever have your own children, at least you were born. Yes. And that affected you right. from yes. the beginning. Yes. And you're in this. Yes. You know, with every other woman on the planet. Absolutely. You, you There's can't a escape this. Mm-hmm. It's fundamental. Mm-hmm. It affects us our whole lives. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it honestly... If we connect, could connect with this, mm-hmm. think of Which we can. the shift. Yes, we can. Which we can. Absolutely. We absolutely yeah. can. And and I would say 100%. And if we can connect with that male piece mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. So important. There, we believe there's so, so many separations around other areas of our lives if it if in, in regards to possibly you know single parenting and mm-hmm. that's not by choice because right, I know yeah. there are some folks who make that as a very conscious choice for themselves if it's um how how do we you know co-parenting you know mm-hmm. um elements of I think you know this even you know um, educational levels, like how do people contribute to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that all is rooted in birth. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Right? Yes. We think that's all yeah. rooted in birth, and yeah. that that we're not just about birthing babies or postpartum care for babies. Those are hugely important pieces. Mm-hmm. But how might our work make other shifts mm-hmm. and other connections yeah. in our world? Yeah, we think it a lot. Yeah. We think a lot. Right. I mean fundamental respect Ooh, a sense of a fundamental sense of resource mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there is this thing in the world that shows up for us mm-hmm. at our at when we are vulnerable mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're disempowered no. but we are vulnerable mm-hmm. we all uh benefit from you know this sense of so, support and resource Mm -hmm. we're not a better human being if we Mm -hmm. somehow manage to bite the bullet Mm -hmm. and do without it Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. that doesn't make us better stronger cuter Mm -hmm. like nothing like no it just means we survived right that's it and survival isn't the goal no no connection love Intentionality, respect, respect, um, happiness, justice, justice, fairness, um, all of those things. And we all just, every human being deserves that. Yes. Every human being. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so now I'm curious. Um, what else do you have to tell us? Like this is all great <laughs> stuff, and um, you know you're you're a little bit fresh to it, which I love. Yes. Like I I'm just always so happy to be in the pre- presence of newer doula. Thank you, thank you. Um, being kind of an old seasoned, now seasoned. The words we like to use. Seasoned. Very seasoned. Yes. All um, goodness. All yeah. goodness. Um, but um. 
Yeah, like what are you noticing out in the world of being mm. a, a birth and postpartum doula that is really interesting to you or that you're, you're, you know, it sparked your curiosity in a way that you want to do a deeper dive or, mm-hmm. um, or just it, maybe it's troubling to you. Like, mm. Why is this thing happening again and again mm. that I haven't, you know, been able to pierce? Because I can tell you after four years, there's, I got lots of those, right. you know, like why hasn't this thing, right? Uh, why is it still looking like that? Yes. So I'm just really curious, like what's up for you? Yeah. My, if I flash forward and then connect it to where I'm at right now, my ultimate goal is to become a midwife. Mm-hmm. My ultimate goal is to become a midwife because of the experience that I had mm-hmm. laboring and birthing my daughter and also understanding the lack of black and brown women that are in this field of work that we do Mm -hmm. and understanding the impact that it has for a black and brown woman to walk in to her healthcare setting and see someone that looks like her Mm -hmm. and understanding the power of that. And for me going, okay, this is a skill and a gift that I have. This is why I'm doing the work, bringing it to the present moment right now. I see such a need for me to do this at this point in this age in my life, because I'm so influential right now. Yeah, I'm connected to the youth and I'm in this interesting space where I'm still connecting to teenagers mm-hmm. and then I'm connecting to a young adults that are my age mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like it's such an impressionable time right now and a good space for me to be in to use the platform that I that exists already mm-hmm. and then growing one. Mm-hmm. And no, it's okay. And you mentioned you being a seasoned doula. And for me, it's respecting the doulas that have come before me and then adding this new wave of advocacy onto it so that young people can understand the value in it and not thinking that it's something that's this hippie, earthy thing. No, this is about our rights, our everybody, you have the right to have this experience Mm -hmm. and making the connection that you may not be pregnant now, but there may come a time where you are pregnant Mm -hmm. and I'd rather you have the information and be informed Mm -hmm. so that when you get to that place, it's a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's something that you've already bought into Mm -hmm. and it's not something that you're preparing for because now I'm pregnant Mm -hmm. and it's, I'm in this place where it's like, I really want to shift the thinking, not want to, I am, I'm shifting the thinking around what it means to appreciate and understand your health, Mm -hmm. advocate for it. And then feeling prepared when that day comes or if that day comes or if there's someone around you you may be expecting as well. Well, I don't know if this is your experience, either of you really, um, but here I am working with women who aren't that much younger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be hitting menopause soon after mm-hmm. becoming mommies. Yes. And every one of them who's finally managed to find the time in their mm-hmm. lives and, and move in the direction of mm-hmm. having their family, it feels as though they're reinventing the wheel. Yes. Right? Yes. Like they're, yes. it's as though they're the first pregnant person ever born. Yes. And what have they got? They've got Google. Yes. Right? Unfortunately, they needed something else way before that. Yes. You know, and I, you know, th- this is, this is just the reality now. Mm-hmm. 
But it is the thing that I think, gee, you know, mm-hmm. just think if these women had had the opportunity to give as much of their attention to their sexuality, their sexual health, their reproductive health, in ways that are reality-based, not just show up for the pap and show up for the mammo, right? Right, because you're supposed to, yeah. Because it's time, yeah, right? Think of how their decisions around their fertility might be different. Right, right, I agree. I mean, I don't know. It seems to me like if they had a reality check and just didn't think, well, I've got 10 more years. And and then if anything goes wrong, I go see the fertility specialist. And then, well, the stats for that aren't so great. Just because you can look around and find those women does not mean that we are all just going to get lucky at 45. So it's an interesting time to live, right? It is. And I agree with you. The fact that you're someone situated between the teens and the 40-year-olds, like, Mm -hmm. that's powerful. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. I love it. That that is extremely powerful. Yeah. That's a good... I think as as I'm listening to you both, I was sitting here thinking, well, what what is the thing that's kind of gets that's getting at me, you know? Mm-hmm. When it, also because, um, and I think I know what I what I'm sitting here thinking about as as I'm listening to you all is is um, how do we be how do we get back into play things like classes and learning mm-hmm. for women. In a way that is natural and easy for us to access, mm-hmm. um, you know, Esther and I, because I don't think Stephanie, when you were in school, I mean, there were used to be classes around. I mean, it's problematic as we know they would be today. Yeah. Um, you know, all the boys go to one room and all yeah. the girls go to another. Yeah. Uh, right there, we had a problem if yes. we were trying to do it in that way today. Mm-hmm. And even then, there was a problem. We just didn't. I, I didn't. Um, um, address it, mm-hmm. but um, at least there were there were there was some attempt to have some information that was brought into school environments where young people could learn some things. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, now the result, I I believe, where where folks, young women are learning, and and even young men, are, and in those in between, you're learning, uh, and folks identify in, in various ways. They're they're going on to the for into the device and they're googling it and they're and that's mm-hmm. all they're learning. But you, we all know in birth work, that's not it, right? That there's this there's way there's education in ways that is heartfelt and mm. real and yeah. birth and and rooted in facts. Mm-hmm. So I guess and it gets also, me. Also, I think things. yeah. yeah no, well, I sorry to interrupt. No, so don't. sorry, but. I think that what was missing both from our era Absolutely. of education, we sat in desks and looked at the t-shirt. Absolutely. Back, right? There was nothing that was putting us in relationship to each other. Dada. Dada. You know, here we are all the ones conduct, contending individually with our sexuality. We might be talking to our girlfriends and our boyfriends. That might be working fine. Well, might not, not be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, another podcast. Yeah, right? Exactly. right. That's another conversation. But, but you yeah. know what you put me in mind of was mm-hmm. during during the feminist, the height of the feminist movement mm-hmm. way back mm-hmm. when we were still in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What women were doing were called encounter groups. Remember that yes. term? Yes. You guys are too young, yes. but maybe. Yes. 
But, you know, women were calling each other up and saying, we need to get together in the living room and figure this shit mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to do this? Because it's yeah. going to take self-education. Yes. And that was the genesis of the doula movement Absolutely. as well. That was, that also, was the genesis uh, like the second of, wave or third wave mm-hmm. of the doula movement being going away. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And so no reason why that can't be happening. And I think midwives and doulas are like we're offering the groups we're saying show up Mm -hmm. new mommies Mm -hmm. pregnant ladies bring your daughters you know um and maybe it'll be the task of the doula and the midwife Mm -hmm. as it evolves Mm -hmm. in our culture to be getting at the younger girls getting up sorry wrong term Mm -hmm. you know like bringing in Mm -hmm. those younger women and saying let's talk real talk mm-hmm. about sexuality mm-hmm. and fertility and sure. reproduction and mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. if your son's any indication mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this will not preclude men mm-hmm. it should right? I, I mean think we it certainly won't, believe it, it shouldn't won't that. preclude anybody of any gender mm-hmm. identity it mm-hmm. will mean hey we've all got sexuality right we all want to learn about it right so. and let's sit down and have those conversations, whether it's in circle or in living rooms or in a, a space that we're you know, utilizing for those conversations. But but the conversations, again, back to your question, what is it that gets to me that's on my mind is that. It's, it's that combination of me being a doula and being an educator and a teacher um, is that there's this, this is voided space of learning and education that I know we're doing as doulas and birth workers and midwives, but I, I'm really interested in how do we expand that, mm-hmm. right? Because we, I don't believe we can rely on, our schools aren't going to revert back to mm-hmm. doing, whether it was a flawed way that we learned it, mm-hmm. which we definitely have all kinds of reasons to say it was. Um, but better than a poking eye. But better eye. than a poking eye <laughs> or just a, a look on mm-hmm. our electronic devices or sure. our social media posts, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thing. I, 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 I really look towards educating and actually having opportunities to teach mm-hmm. at an earlier age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get on that. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. We're doing 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 it. We're actually doing it. Well, any parting thoughts? Like, you guys are awesome. Do you? Oh, Thank why you. don't you... Um, why don't you give us your contact information? Yes. How do people find you? Yes. Mm-hmm. You want me to take the lead? You got it. <laughs> we are on social media. Okay. We're online. It's a reality of we feel like running our business. Mm-hmm. You can find us at Bear With Me Duo. And the handle is, as it sounds, it's B-A-R-E with me duo and you can find us on instagram you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter you can visit our website at www.bearwithmeduo.com for all of the information and you can find out how to contact us via email in that same space and place as well yeah yeah fantastic thank you Love to hear from folks. Yeah, we um, really would. Any questions, comments that you know come up from this podcast mm-hmm. um, of wanting to understand anything we may have shared or wanting to know more about us as a duo. Yeah. Um, I think it's clear this is who we're who we are. This is our life destiny. Um, it, it took us a while to realize that this is our work, <laughs> it um, but it's okay. And we just got affirmed from um, 
our auntie Hattie Mae. Yeah, that is brilliant. <laughs> Who let us know that this yeah. is where we're supposed to be. Yes, it's fantastic. What Thank a you. wonderful thing to find out about. Oh, Thank you. Shift, it just shifted us in such a positive way. So. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Thank you. Well, Thank you, Deandra. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm so glad we were able to do this. And um, I think that the world and uh, the world of the Bayview Hunters Point. I mean, I'm just so thrilled um, about that. Um, And of course, any way that I can sort of push that into uh, out into the world and and into our communities, I'm very excited about. So listeners, uh, see you next time on the fourth trimester podcast. Thanks for joining today. Check out our social media and we'll see you next time. Take care. You can subscribe to this podcast in order to hear more from us. Thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you'll join us next time on the fourth trimester. The theme music on this podcast was created by Sean Trott. Hear more at soundcloud.com slash Sean Trott. Special thanks to my true loves, my husband, Ben, daughter, Penelope, and baby girl, Evelyn. Don't forget to share the fourth trimester podcast with any new and expecting parents. I'm Sarah Trott. Goodbye for now. Hello again, bicycle man I know you're doing all that you can I wrote the song, simple and true I wrote the song, I'll sing a song for you You got your wheels, you got your gears you ride around town without any fear You got your pedals, you got your brakes You always wear your helmet for safety's sake